So before we begin, I just want to make a quick disclaimer because um, right now our audio quality might sound different and we're using a different mic right now. So if the audio sounds a bit weird, that might be why. Hopefully it's not too disturbing. Welcome to Why Did I Do That? A podcast made by teens to introduce psychology in a more accessible way for teens of all backgrounds. I'm Lauren. And I'm Yusra. We are two high schoolers from Northern California, and we're super psyched to share our excitement of psychology to other teens. So a term I've been seeing a lot on the internet is cognitive dissonance, and I didn't really know a lot about what this means. So when I saw this term, I was like, yeah, I should probably do some research about this because I was kind of curious because I've seen people on YouTube, for example, accuse someone usually of having cognitive dissonance, like if a person is being delusional or something. You know, I actually have never heard about this term until Lauren brought it up and for some reason I haven't seen it in YouTube videos either but I can imagine people calling other YouTubers out for that but judging from the term I initially thought it had something to do with a person or someone like just not having aligned thoughts or beliefs which as we get into this concept a little more we find that this is kind of what it is about. Yeah, like when I first heard of the term too, I didn't know anything about what it was about. And Me neither. I just had that basic understanding, I guess, of some things not really matching mm, up. Something's not adding up. Yeah. But to address exactly what this is, we just wanted to do a whole episode on cognitive dissonance in case you guys have also seen this term. Um, the official definition of this is inconsistency between your thoughts, beliefs, and attitudes. Basically, what people believe is different from how they behave. So the cool dude who actually came up with this theory and derived it was a guy named Festinger. And he created this theory, and the way he did it is odd. Like, I did not expect this when I was reading about it, but it came from an observation made after an experiment with some cult members. And so these cult members, they believed that the earth was going to be destroyed by a flood and that they could escape in some flying saucer. And these members were so dedicated to this idea that they gave up their homes and their jobs. And basically, like, they detached themselves from everyday responsibilities to support this belief. And when the flood didn't happen, because they didn't want to feel foolish for you know, putting for giving up literally everything for something that didn't even happen. Mm-hmm. They twisted the evidence so it worked in their favor. And they explained that because they were so loyal to this idea, the flood didn't happen. So they completely changed their initial attitudes in order to make this behavior that they did seem justified and aligned with um, their behavior. Yeah, it's basically like, um, I guess an older version of a holier-than-thou belief because they would do that oh um basically because the group thought that they were like good Mm -hmm. and that's why they thought that they would escape from the flood with a saucer so i guess they thought um their group was like pure and good okay yeah And I also saw this experiment in my research, too. I feel like social pressure also had something to do with it because 
when the flood didn't happen also, the members alone at that time didn't keep their beliefs, but members waiting with other group members at that time did keep their beliefs. Wow, social pressure is really yeah. wild. Like, if you could get someone to believe in something that strong and be part of a cult. But there are still flat earthers, so I don't know if I'm that surprised. <laughs> I guess. Maybe we shouldn't underestimate the power of social pressure. Mm-hmm. If there's one thing you've learned on this podcast is that peer pressure and social pressure are real and they are intense. Yeah, like your episode on peer pressure, mm-hmm. which is one of our um, more popular ones and you guys should definitely check it out. To go with the idea that the group thought they were like peer, um, a woman reported getting a message that the flood was prevented by God because the group thought it was a force for good. So, as you said, group members tried persuading others of their beliefs. Kind of unexpected that he would use a cult to create this theory. Yeah. I don't know. Everything just seems so non-conventional, the way that he derived it. Yeah, so in that way, because their previous attitudes didn't line up with the behavior that they had and that what they actually thought would happen didn't happen that's essentially what cognitive dissonance will lead to people feel and experience this mental discomfort and then that leads them to take these steps to sort of balance out their beliefs and their attitudes and their actions so it's sort of like all aligned in harmony so yeah and when it's not in harmony people experience this emotion and Therefore, Festinger's cognitive cognitive dissonance, it basically talks about this inner drive of people to all have, like I mentioned, this harmony of beliefs and behaviors in this state of agreement. Yeah, we actually all feel this sense of mental discomfort if we're doing an action or um, a behavior that doesn't align with what we believe in or um, our attitudes towards something. It's pretty fascinating, I guess, of how we unconsciously try to relieve this discomfort by sometimes changing the beliefs we have. Yeah, and this is, as you mentioned, it's involuntary. Like, we aren't even thinking about it a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. We just do it, and it might not even be the best step to take. You know, we take steps to alleviate this mental discomfort, and it might not even be what you should be doing. But it's something that we do because it relieves us of that mental discomfort. Yeah, I feel like it's something we do more often than we realize. Yeah, exactly. And some examples of cognitive dissonance are knowing about the poor treatment of animals, for example, but still eating meat. And then... When you're doing that, you feel guilty that you can't afford more meat options because this doesn't align with your belief that um, you want to not harm animals. Yeah, uh, this applies specifically for, like, vegans, I believe, because there's nothing wrong with eating meat. Like, I eat a lot of meat, but, you know, if you're a vegan, this would be something that would go against your beliefs, right? If you are a vegan and then you decide to go and eat meat... It's an action that you've done already, and you're going to, like, you might make up um, an excuse for yourself in order to justify this behavior so it aligns with your actions. Like, you might say, oh, um, maybe you ate an egg, 
Egg is still meat, right? But you can be like, oh, oh yeah. it's different from red meat or something like that. And you would try justifying yeah. it in your head. So that's where cognitive dissonance takes place. But another example, um, which I think is something we probably relate to more, is having many things on our to-do list, but then spending the whole day watching shows on Netflix or going on YouTube Shorts or TikTok, and then we try to make it appear to our parents that we worked hard, actually. I think definitely a person would try to make it seem as though um, they did work hard, like to their parents or something, if they promised their parents they were going to study. But I don't think that part necessarily has to do with cognitive dissonance, because this is mainly what's going on in an individual's mind for themselves. Whenever they do an action that doesn't align with what they believed in doing or what they had an attitude for, you know? If it if they've done this one behavior and it doesn't align with that attitude, they're going to try to justify that behavior in a way that in their own mind, it seems like what they were doing was still okay, you know? Because they need... Humans just have this desire for themselves. Obviously, mm-hmm. they could be doing like in front of for other people as well. But like for ourselves, cognitive dissonance happens. And when it happens to us, we automatically take these steps to make it seem as though everything still is um, okay and somehow aligns with our beliefs. Because yeah. we'll change those beliefs so that it does this. I think the cognitive dissonance here comes more from... For example, feeling guilty after watching all those shows that you weren't productive because you think that you're the type of person to be productive. And then like out of that guilt, you try making your behavior seem like to your parents that you worked hard. Yeah, I think so too. And I think like the guilt might not be just specific to this one thing. I feel like guilt could be something you experience whenever you have cognitive dissonance or um or sometimes when you have it right because yeah. it's it helps you realize that you've done something that you don't believe is right and then you might try justifying it so you feel less guilty so yeah i definitely think guilt could be a part of it but that could be for a majority of situations where you do experience cognitive dissonance but i feel like the cognitive dissonance itself is just yeah no yeah, I think no. you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the guilty feeling that you get is after you do something that goes against your beliefs, right? Well, you could also be feeling guilty, I think, while doing it too. Because like technically, if you feel guilty while you're doing an action, your belief is still going to be different than what you're actually doing. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But I'm just saying like when you when you've already done this action, yeah. and then you're trying to like, take these involuntary steps um like unconsciously to justify it mm-hmm. but yeah i think we're almost on the same page yeah, but yeah. almost not quite hopefully there. the point was got across but mm-hmm. yeah yeah for sure a huge part also of recognizing cognitive dissonance within your own actions is just being self-aware and reflective which is a good skill to have in life generally. For like, sure, yeah. yeah. You can try to reflect and see if you feel any sort of discomfort before doing something or making a decision. Or if you've already done the action and now you can't change that action, you try to justify the action or decision, which is an example of trying to alleviate the mental discomfort. Yeah, well, I don't think... That always works, though, and that's 
probably not the best step to take you know like as i was saying yeah we do justify the accident or decision mm-hmm. we make when we have this cognitive dissonance but as i mentioned before it's not always the best thing to do because if you're always well i feel this way but i feel like if you're always changing and you're always trying to conform your morals to an action you've done then it could mean that your morals aren't strong because they're just flexible and there's a chance that flexible flexible yeah they're just conforming and they're changing and if you don't have strong morals in place how can you have a good character overall right mm-hmm. but this is just like a hypothesis of mine i feel like a better way than to deal with cognitive dissonance is changing your actions to fit more with your that's, morals instead that's so yeah. true yeah and another sign you could look for to recognize if um, you're doing cognitive dissonance solely because of social pressure or doing FOMO. cognitive dissonance <laughs> doing <laughs> <laughs> or if you're practice no not if practicing you ex- if you're doing something that leads to yeah. cognitive dissonance yeah oh, oh no we're talking about okay yeah if you're experiencing cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. so another sign you could look for to see if you're experiencing cognitive dissonance is if you're doing it just because of social pressure or FOMO, even if that action or decision isn't something you would usually do. And again, I feel like these sorts of signs aren't something that you can recognize a lot because a lot of the times we don't realize we're doing these things. Like, I think it's just something that um, we do subconsciously, maybe. Yeah, something we fall victim to. Like, Mm -hmm. you might not realize that you're being peer pressured or that you're making excuses for your actions in order for them to seem okay to you and for you to justify them for yourselves in order to alleviate that mental discomfort that comes with that cognitive dissonance. But that does not at all mean that these actions might be okay to do if they're harmful to you or for other people. And that's why self-reflection is so important, whether it's just, yeah. And it, there are various ways of doing it, whether it's journaling or even just taking some quiet time out of your day and what i mean by this is no electronics Mm -hmm. just being by yourself just for a couple of minutes detach yourself from everything and reflect about what you've done throughout the day your actions and whatnot and like as as you said to doing actions that align with your morals yeah Um, this sort of self-reflection helps you in any area of your life i believe Mm -hmm. and to some people i know this might sound a bit cringe what we yeah. said because it's probably something you'll hear in like a meditation or self-help video not that those are bad by any means mm-hmm. I freaking no, love no. Thing. they're still helpful still as we mentioned before being able to self-reflect is such an important skill in any area of your life like you need to do it because it allows you to take the reins of your life and do something better for yourself like becoming a better person Wow, that's such a nice way of putting it, the reins of your life. Heck, I'm always trying to self-reflect as much as I can. Through journaling, usually. Yeah. Okay, since we've covered this topic a little bit, some ideas to help further understand this, because our previous (laughs) examples were a little ratchet, could be if there's a person who... If there's a person who believes that saving money is important and a vital aspect of adulting, um, but then this person ends up going against this very um, belief and they end up spending more than they intended to or all of it at once, this person could experience cognitive dissonance. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or um, 
a similar example to what we said earlier, say you had the belief that you should use delayed gratification. Reference to our previous episode, wow. Yeah, because delayed gratification, it really has your back, y'all. So you should use it. But mm-hmm. if you're someone who normally use, uses delayed gratification, and as you should, go queen, <laughs> but you ended up not using it for a day because you ended up watching Netflix for a day, even though you had to study for a test, you might end up feeling cognitive dissonance because you did not follow through with this moral and you did not follow through with delayed gratification. Not to say that, you know, taking a break from studying or watching Netflix all day is bad or anything, but this is an example of where where a person might experience cognitive dissonance. Mm Mm-hmm. Like... I think this can go for anything where you believe you need to be productive and um, get a lot of things done in the day and then you just end up not getting to it. Yeah, and it feels so crappy at the end. Oh my God, it's the worst feeling. Because there's a lot of distractions around this, not just Netflix, but there's so many things on our phones. There are also several causes of cognitive dissonance, which we'll talk about later after this break and we'll also talk about some tips for managing cognitive dissonance in a healthy way. Welcome back. There are several causes of cognitive dissonance and the three main ones are forced compliance behavior, decision making, and effort. So forced compliance is basically doing an action because of external expectations like from friends or family yeah so based on my own research it's when someone is forced to do something in public that the person really doesn't want to do or wouldn't do it if they had it their own way you know if they didn't Mm -hmm. have people forcing them so there's a difference in the attitudes and the behaviors and so this means that they won't be synced because their attitude was that they didn't want to do it but their behavior was that they did it so this is essentially cognitive dissonance once forced compliance behavior happens and now there is dissonance the individual can't change the behavior right that's Mm -hmm. just true we can't change what's in the past unfortunately yeah sometimes we do wish but they can change their attitude to make it more in sync with the behavior and the person does this after dissonance to make themselves feel feel better which we've mentioned earlier so i'm remembering this story from when i was really young but a lot of people at my school um during that time were getting rainbow loom and Whoa, yeah you just unlocked a memory for me i know nostalgia <laughs> But, wow, I used to make those all the time. I used to make the Starburst ones, you know, the st- oh, yeah, the super fancy. I know a lot of people wore, like, the fish swim ones, too. And I yeah. really wanted... Did you make them? One. Okay, well, that's kind of, like, debatable because I kept on begging my parents to buy me one because I was seeing everyone else making them, right? Uh-huh. And then finally when I did buy it, I couldn't really understand the hype that much, which was kind of weird for me because I really wanted to get Rainbow Uh Loom because it was like the trend at that time. And I was so excited to get started with the kit and like to make the bracelets, but I ended up not even really making one because I couldn't figure out how to put that C-shaped plastic thing to like close the bracelet. But I tried convincing myself that I actually did want to do Rainbow Loom because I just felt so guilty for not really liking it. Yeah, yeah. Because so many other people were, like, talking about it and wearing 
the so bracelet. So you force yourself into feeling like you liked it more than you did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but I loved Rainbow Loomed. I made yeah. so many different ones. So I liked awesome. wearing bracelets. Like, if someone gave them to me. Same, same. Another factor or another cause of dissonance is decision-making. So, because if you have to choose between two important decisions, there's this possibility that you can enjoy the advantages of the unchosen one. And it means that you have to deal with the disadvantages of the chosen one, right? Because there's Mm -hmm. advantages and disadvantages of every decision. And then this could end up leading to dissonance. Yeah, definitely. Do you know anything if you've ever done this? Um, yeah, every single time, because I'm, like, the most indecisive person ever. Oh, I choose yeah, one thing, yeah. and I always feel like, oh, I'm missing out on something else. Like, if I go to an ice cream stop, like, an ice cream store, um, there's this really nice one called Salt and... What's it called? It's something like that. Salt and Caramel? No, no, no. It's a, it's a store. It's that... Oh. Yeah, there. This one shopping center. It's really good. Oh, Salt and Straw. Oh, do you know that place? It no, has so many delicious ice cream flavors, and um, I haven't tried a lot of them, but I only ever choose one or two. So I always think about how the other ones could be better than the one I've chosen, and I feel like I'm missing out on it. So yeah. I feel that because usually, especially with ice cream, for me, since I love ice cream, but it can be so hard to choose between the different flavors. And then, yeah. for example, if you choose one, you try to. Make yourself like it. Like, even if you don't... Even if you really like yeah, it. Yeah, you would force it. Yeah, or you would, like, convince yourself. Like, I would convince myself, like, oh, there's no chance that, like, those flavors are better than this favorite. Yeah. And I told myself that because I didn't get to choose that one, so. hmm Another thing that can lead to dissonance is effort, actually. Because if we spend a lot of time trying um, to do something or to achieve something and we end up not achieving it, then we could feel as though our efforts were fruitless, right? But then because yeah. we worked so hard to try to achieve this one thing, it's like... um, Like we tried to convince ourselves maybe the effort wasn't so... Yeah, honest. that we didn't actually work as hard as we did, which is kind of crazy because, like, think about it. You physically worked so hard for something, you yeah. didn't end up achieving it, and then you kind of gaslight yourself into thinking, oh, mm-hmm. I didn't put in that much effort. Oh, I feel like that happens kind of a lot. Me, whenever I fail a calc test, I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, I must not have worked hard enough, even if I gave up my whole weekend studying. Like, I didn't do that much. Like, only 20 hours studying. Yeah, it it wasn't much. I could do better next time. Okay, I said that this was kind of surprising, but I'm going to be honest. This happens to me all the time. What am I talking about? (laughs) See, that's the thing. Cognitive dissonance is like, it happens to you unconsciously. That's why I didn't realize it until I reflected. Boom, guys. That's why you should reflect. Self-reflection, promotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyways, a fancy term for this is effort justification. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, you guys are probably wondering by now um, how to fix cognitive dissonance or deal with it, at in, least. In a healthier way. Yeah. Because yeah. that's probably what you guys come here for, too. <laughs> so... Um, some ways to do this are changing your actions to match your beliefs, which is usually what someone experiencing cognitive dissonance might do. And mm-hmm. there's what usually they would change the attitudes. Yeah. Here, you could make sure that you do an action that's in line with your beliefs. True, true. 
And another thing you could do is change your beliefs, questioning why you have certain beliefs or adding new beliefs that fit more with how you act. But um, as Yusra said, try not to do this too often because you don't want your morals to be flexible. (laughs) Yeah. And the last tip is changing how you perceive the action. So if you thought an action you did didn't align with your goals, maybe think of it in a different way, like how it could have possibly somehow connected. Yeah. Yeah. But this is very specific situations. If, you know, um, obviously not for some behavior that wasn't good, maybe for a behavior that um, or for an say, an an achievement that you mm-hmm. felt like wasn't good enough, but it could be a stepping stone for something else. Yeah. Well, okay. that brings us to the end of our episode. So to recap, today we talked about cognitive dissonance, the Festinger experiment with the cult that mm-hmm. helped derive this theory, some examples of cognitive dissonance, importance of being self-reflective, three causes of cognitive Three causes of cognitive dissonance, I can't speak today, forced compliance behavior, decision-making, and effort, as well as some hopefully helpful tips that you guys can all apply to your everyday life to help reduce this cognitive dissonance. Yeah, I think it's not something you can just very um, easily fix, you know? Yeah. It's not very direct in terms of advice. You can't just be like, oh, put your phone in this room. I mean, maybe that could help with cognitive dissonance. Yeah, but it, it might yeah. not be a completely bad thing, too, mm-hmm. right? I feel like it's something to do more with self-identity, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, how you perceive yourself and then how you perceive the way you act. Yeah, and in case mm-hmm. you want to get better for yourself or if, you've done, if you did something and you want to um, find a way to do better, to do better, then you would self-reflect and be like, okay, well, this didn't really help me how can I do better next time? So it's not yeah. exact. It's not something you have to exactly get rid of because cognitive dissonance is something we'll all experience regardless of how we feel about it. Nicely said, mm-hmm. yeah. And thanks so much for listening to this episode. Please leave us a rating, five stars preferably, as we usually say. And leave a written review if possible because we really want to get feedback from you guys and we'd greatly appreciate it thank you Mm -hmm. and be sure to stream all of our episodes and be on the lookout for our next episode which will come out in two weeks as usual and don't forget to keep asking yourself why did i do that? that